Yo, man. So big thank you for coming. Welcome to Arcade Press. How are you doing, Kenny? I'm doing so great. So blessed. <laughs> Perfect, man. It's really good to have you here. And uh, I know that we've been trying to sync up for a while now. And so it's just like really refreshing to finally get you on a call. You are the creator of the Vang Pad Pro, correct? That's how you yep. say it, right? Yes, sir. Vang Pro Pad. Vang Pro Pad, my bad. And so tell us a little bit about the Vang Pro Pad. Tell us about this project and how you got into it and where it's at right now. <clears throat> Let me see. Um, it started when I was a Tekken, uh, when I became a Tekken player many mm -hmm. years ago. I, um, okay, at first I was, I was playing Soul Calibur 2. I took it seriously. I went to a lot of tournaments back in those times. And, um, so Calibur 2, you know, it, 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 you didn't really need a claw style when you play the game. It's mostly just a, uh, you know, you can just hold it normally like a normal controller with two of your thumbs and mm -hmm. uh, your figure, your fingers on the trigger, normal things like that. And um, but when I started getting into Tekken, I started realizing there was combinations that you can't really do with a thumb alone. <laughs> so I never really mastered the triggers. You know, I didn't care about using the triggers when it comes to Tekken. I was always using the uh, basic one, two, three, four. And um, then I start playing uh, Steve Fox and a little bit of the Mishimas. I start realizing that they require strange combination, especially Brian Fury. And um, one of my friends um, that I used to train with back in uh, Tekken 5 uh, on the PS2, um, he was a uh, he played in a style that I didn't understand, and I thought it was weird. I thought maybe he was disabled or something like that, but he was playing the claw style. And he was playing a claw style, I didn't understand it. And I asked him, well, you know, what is that? And what are you doing? And he says, uh, we, we didn't have a name of it. We didn't have a name for it, but we wanted it to look cool. So we kind of copied his style. Eventually, we started realizing uh, uh, what we can do with that claw style. Uh, I started using that claw style on other games like Soul Calibur 2. Right. Now, uh -huh. now explain what the claw style is for people who may not be familiar. <clears throat> the claw style is, uh, it's like my pro pad. You, the left hand is holding on the on the PlayStation controller while using the D-pad. Uh, you just grip it normal. Mm -hmm. And the right hand, um, you're not holding it normally like the left hand does right. on the D-pad. You're, you're, you're using three of your fingers to... To uh to hit the buttons on the you know square triangle X circle that the right. action buttons right. and um, it looks like a claw when you're doing it you are like clawing at it because it gives you a, a better chance to do combinations so right. the claw stance and it makes you look like a you know like like an animal when you're clawing it in so that's a claw stance. <laughs> Okay, cool. Yeah, so it's basically just kind of a, it would look a, like an awkward way to hold a PlayStation controller. And people are doing this to have more, um, you know, easier access to some of the face buttons on the controller. But you mm -hmm. designed something that kind of does that, but kind of opens it up a bit. So it's, oh, got, yeah. the, it's got the D-pad. Uh, on the left side that you can mm -hmm. still use with your thumb. Mm -hmm. um, but then on the right side, you have like the uh, eight buttons. Right, eight mm -hmm. face buttons like an arcade style. So it's literally a combination. Left side is a PlayStation controller. Right side is a classic arcade stick. And I find that fascinating. Oh yeah, 
how, then, how uh, did you come how did you like like tell me the part where you like started designing this how did this come about so you realized that you needed to hit these combinations and then what happened um let me see um um one of my brother uh we used to go to tournaments together and um we wanted to start up a small little team and uh, i was playing pad and he was playing stick he said kenny you should get onto stick i said i don't know about that that's kind of weird I mean, like, uh, I can't. I, I don't know if I can really deal with the joystick on the left. Yeah, but it's actually better. You can do all these combinations. I say, yeah, but I think I'm okay because uh, I'm. I'll, I'll do fine. Okay, it's up to you. We wanted to start a little team, and it's kind of like a little small Christian team. Uh, <laughs> we want to we start this little small Christian team, and um, he bought me a stick, and he said, hey, we went to Paradise Arcade, and you know, they're friends of they're friends of mine. We went into the shop and started looking around. And he said, choose what you want. I didn't know anything about Sanwa, you know, even though I did build arcades in the, uh, I, I did work on arcades, but I didn't know much about Sanwa's. So he said, choose your buttons. I, I was like, okay, I chose my buttons. And he said, choose the stick. Uh, the Koreans were doing really well in Tekken. And I wanted to do that too. So I was like, all right, if they're using a crown, I'm going to use a crown lever. So I got myself a crown lever thought, thinking that I would win. So I practiced on it and I I did okay. I went to some tournaments with it. I did okay, but eventually, um, I fell in love with the right hand side. The buttons, the Sanwas, Saimetsu's, and all those stuff was so perfect. And um, I tried to find a way to just adapt to it. I didn't really have an idea to put a D-pad or anything like that on it. I just thought that um, maybe I'm stuck with this controller because it's the only way to really have that right hand feeling. Um, later our team didn't, um, we didn't work on our team later. We decided to do our own things. Uh, I had a nice, uh, revelation with, uh, with my father and the father was, uh, was a very nice revelation. One of the best revelations I've ever had. Um, and after meeting him, my mind was like, at peace it was a very very yeah, interesting uh, feeling and after that after that revelation with him I wanted to celebrate my peace because not a lot of you know a lot of people don't really encounter peace they go through a lot of things where it's hard to get peace but I got my peace and I wanted to celebrate my peace so I went to a thrift store and I just I love looking at thrift stores I love going into the thrift stores I just love looking at all these gimmicks and all these funny things that people throw out and I went to this aisle where they had this device and I picked it up and it felt like an arcade it felt like a arcade machine but I held it like if it was a Game Boy and uh, that's when it hit my head God gave me an idea he says well, okay sir because you've got your peace I'm gonna give you a clear peace of mind and you're gonna think of something new so then I pick up this, I pick up, pick up this, uh, I forgot what it is, but I pick up this funny little thing and I held it like a pro pad, and I was like, and oh, oh my, was this thing a an arcade no, stick or no. what was it, it was like, exactly? It was like it was just like one of those cheap toys that people just throw away that you just go pick up in the toy aisle. It felt it was like one of those cheap toys um, yeah but what, what was the toy like an arcade controller or it was just literally yeah, like it, was it a car or like what was, kind of toy was it what is that it, it was like a 
what is that? I think it's one of those plug and play TV thing. Oh, oh, yeah. I know what you mean now. Yeah. I know exactly what you yeah. mean. Yeah, it's like yeah. a little cheap plug and play. It looks, it's got, it's an arcade controller, but it's like real cheap. Yeah. It doesn't, it has weird buttons and it has weird, it, it, it is a game, but it, it's a toy too. It's exactly, weird. exactly. You know, I've seen, I've seen many of those. They actually had a lot of those. I want to say back in the early 2010s, those started popping up a lot with like old um, uh, Pac-Man, Namco games, you know, old like Atari kind of stuff. So yeah, okay. Good for me. I'm glad they threw it out. If they didn't throw it out, then it wouldn't happen. <laughs> well, everything happens for a reason, you know? Yep. So the, the idea came to you and mm -hmm. so you were like, okay, I want to design something. So it just hit you just like that. You picked up this old cheap yep. toy arcade stick and then you were yeah. like, you picked it up and you held it weird and you were like, yeah. I want to design something that has a d-pad on one side and yeah. arcade pad, yeah. uh, buttons on the right side just like that yeah i, I, I was great. so i was so excited that uh uh i think this was in 2017 when i thought of it i was so excited that i was gonna tell everybody on social media i didn't even know how to use social media so i was gonna have someone help me but uh uh someone tell me someone someone said to me you gotta patent it i didn't even know what a patent is so i got mm -hmm. patented <laughs> So lucky it's patented. So it took me a while to get patented. So I was working on it hard for years. Now tell me a little bit about your experience with fabrication and, and woodworking <laughs> and building uh, objects because obviously this is not something that you just do without any experience. How did you get into like crafting uh, objects like this, and how did that translate into your, you know, skills now with the Vang Pro Pad? Um. When I was young, uh, I wasn't allowed to go outside. Uh, I was treated differently. I didn't have, I didn't have a mother. I didn't have a father. Well, I did have a mother, but I was like, you know, highly neglected. And um, they basically locked me into a, a cellar. So this is when I was like five years old. I wasn't able to see light. I wasn't able to uh, socialize with people. I wasn't able to get to know anyone. And if I did, I'd be punished. And um, I had to learn how to tamper with video games. And I had to learn how to tamper with broken toys and fix them. I had to learn how to tamper with things that people throw out so I can bring it home and uh, work on it in my little uh, cellar they put me in. So I've been practicing those things ever since I was little. I used to create I used to create, I studied the Game Boy like crazy, I really did. I studied it like crazy, even the Game Gear. They were like my parents. And I I, I knew everything about it. And everything I designed, um, there was no 3D printer back in those days, you know, in the 90s. I used uh, toilet paper rolls, I used tissue papers, I used anything that can conform it, a lot of masking tape to design new consoles and new portable games i would go into the christmas tree uh break one of those lights off and use it as a backlight you know pretending i have a game gear and uh, i started studying the mechanics of all these toys tiger handheld electronic games so i understood the uh design of the the game the video games portables consoles i had a strong foundation uh i have i had a lot of knowledge about it when i was i say seven years old yeah, so it, I, as I got older, I majored in art, um, study art. Uh, I did a lot of my work there as well. And then 
when I came to the city of Chicago, I started building arcades and uh, study arcade as well. So a lot of things were self-taught. Most of them, I say 99%. Okay, so wh where would you say that you get the majority of your knowledge with mm -hmm. fabrication? Was it like when you came to Chicago and started building arcades? Was that probably when you when you started building that skill set? I mean, of course, you were taking things apart as a young person when you had the Game Boy and you had, you know, different smaller electronics and toys that you were taking apart. But when you when you developed this new skill set, was that Chicago? Uh, yes, big time. Okay. So, so your parents or your mom, I guess, was like neglecting and wasn't letting you go outside, but you were able to play video games. So she was cool with that as long as you weren't outside meeting people. No, I had to hide that too. She wouldn't want me to play wow. it. She'd, she'd tell me, you're going to die with Game Boy. <laughs> wow. So you like would sneak it because you knew it was like yeah. super cool. Yeah. So what was like, um, when was the first time that you played uh, Tekken? Um when it first came out on the PlayStation 1. Tekken 1? Yes, Tekken 1. Okay, okay, cool. So you, you got your hands on a PlayStation somehow and just started grinding Tekken 1, right? Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Okay, cool. So uh, what, what, what was the first game you ever played and on what system? Um, the first game I ever played was, uh, I think, um, Donkey Kong on the Atari system. Wow, that's dope. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah, I saw on your channel that you were playing um, Home Alone. Oh, yeah. Throwback. Huge throwback, yeah. Ke Kevin's sponsor and the chef is sponsored, too. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, this dude, he, he definitely knows his games. He he definitely knows. the. He's, he grew up with retro. You know what I mean? What we know is retro now, so that's super cool. Um, awesome, man. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the product. Like, So I, I saw some images of it. I think it was CEO. We saw this dope you know, hybrid of a PlayStation controller fight stick. And all of Twitter was really excited about it. Like all of the fighting game community on Twitter oh, was man. like, what is this? What is this about? Arcade press. We wrote a little bit, something about it, bringing attention to it. Um, it's awesome, man. When is it going to come out? Uh, you know, thank you so much for that. I, if I, if I knew social media better, I would have, I would have read all those things too. I had to, <laughs> I had to use this guy to help me out. And oh, yeah. he, he said somewhere in his Twitter, you know, I need to get my own effing Twitter so that people can stop bugging him. So I had to learn how to create a Twitter during the convention. Convention, I think I already had one. I just never looked at it. Right. So I thank you so much for even writing. I really appreciate it. When is it coming out? Um, to be honest with you, I'm, it's so hard doing this alone. Uh, I spent too much time designing and, um, yeah, designing it. Uh I also have to spend a little, uh, a lot more time working on the Kickstarter. And I said to some people that I was going to do it this month, but it is so hard. I might have to, well, might, might have to change change the date and the time. So to be honest with you, I was expecting somewhere around late summer uh, to get the Kickstarter Kickstarter started. So I, uh, we we should see now. That's what's going on. Okay, dope. And how many have you made so far? Like, how many are like done? Are you planning to do a newer version? Or oh like... yeah, oh yeah, I got the new version with me right now. It is so good. It's so much better. Man, that's awesome. I'm yeah, telling you, wait. it's it's like the T800. It's not T87. It's not T700. <laughs> it's a brand new model. It's, it is. I slept with it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Wow, man, that's incredible. Yeah, I'm sure you're super proud of yourself, like what you've been able to accomplish, man, like alone as a team mm -hmm. of one, you know? Mm -hmm. 
you know, and like having like some of the trials and stuff that you face, but like getting like this huge positive feedback from the community, it's got to be like super rewarding. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's, you know, I thank them all. You know, if they motivate me as well, their feedback means a lot. So I say, you know, we are all in this together. So my success is also their success. Wow, that's dope, man. And mm-hmm. so the the uh, fight pad or the um, the uh, Vang Pro pad, like it, it's gonna hopefully be out by the end of this year. You know, I don't know how Kickstarter really starts. I don't, I don't know how it works, but uh, yeah. I've been looking into it. Uh, uh, not just that. Uh, when it comes to like manufacturing and all those type of things, I have like a, I got I got to speak to those people as well. So I say uh, I got steps to go through, and I'm alone at this. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, if you ever need any uh, like assistance or like um, you know any tips or anything like that, like you know we're always happy to help. You know, I spend a lot of time on on the computer and online kind of checking for stories like these. So like, we're always helpful. We're always, you know, happy to help out. I mean, the basics of uh, Kickstarter is like, you know, people can crowdfund, you know, your project. And if it reaches the goal, then you're supposed to like, you know, provide people with the gifts and perks that come along with donating to your project. And uh, I think, man, if, as long as you have some good photos and you have a good story, you know, and you, you want to tell people about what your mission is and what your vision is like, you know, oh, the community is ready. The community is ready to, to, to support it or be about about it and share it. And Arcade Press is definitely happy to share it, you know, and get the I, word out. I, I'm telling you guys, uh, uh, I don't want to be bragging and stuff like that, but I do know this controller is the future. For what I've done into it, it's not normal. I'm telling you guys, it's not normal. I Every cook, uh, every chef, they got their own special recipe when it comes to baking something or, or cooking something. I have my own recipe too. And there is no recipe the way I I. I make my my stuff. <laughs> yeah, man. And what I love about it is that it's also like pretty portable. So like, no, it's definitely the future. That's why we were like hype about it. That's why we started, you know, tweeting about it and sharing it. And we honestly, like I expected way more people to be on it. You know, I, 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 I we were like one of the first people to break the story and to, you know, interview you. And I'm like, man, so people should have should be should have already done that, but you know, yeah, we see it's the future. So I, we know I, owe, I go, I owe you guys my respect. You have no idea. I owe you guys my respect. I didn't, I didn't think anybody was gonna do anything. Yeah, well, we we appreciate you, man, because like you're actually building really great stuff, and that's one thing about like um, with this project. It's like with Arcade Press. It's like there's so many great players. There's so many great builders. There's so many great artists there's so many great developers but then there's like us where we like just try to get the word out and show how much we care about it and we think it's dope man we think that your device is actually going to bring more people to play fighting games like right (laughs) that is the plan you know i'm telling something vang has a secret message in it vang is my last name v-a-n-g stands for our virtual athlete next generation that's dope Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. Man, I can't wait, bro. <laughs> Cannot wait. Let's talk a little bit about the arcade days, man. I know you said you had experience with oh, building yeah. arcades. This is oh, Arcade yeah. Press. Tell me about your first experience with the arcades, the first arcade you went to, what it made you feel like. Um, I used to work at this game, uh, game shop in, uh, in Chicago called People Play Games. And the owner there, it's, it's gone now. So the owner there... You know, we're friends, and I, I thought of an idea to draw in customers, and uh, uh, I told him I wanted to create this arcade where it has custom games, and I had a lot of games. I designed so many games. It was amazing. Uh, 
it worked. I, I thought of a game. Uh, uh, if I knew show social media back in those back in that time, people would have played it. I created a game called Mayweather versus Pacquiao, <laughs> and it was a very good, funny game. So uh, I started creating my arcade games uh, at that uh, retro game store, and I put my uh, Mayweather. I, I'll, send, I, I'll put it on my Instagram. I, I'll show some snapshots of it. Uh, it was called Mayweather versus Pacquiao. Uh, who do you choose? Because everyone kept saying Mayweather's going to win, Pacquiao's going to win. The debate was so fun. So I say, all right, prove your point at the arcades. And then I designed the game, and man, people waited in line to play it. It was so good. <laughs> it was <Wow>. so good. <laughs> so that was one of my things. I also designed games for uh, the community colleges, and uh, uh, they wrote me in a newspaper. I designed arcade games for, uh, even arcade cabinet games for uh, the community college of Chicago, trying to help build a better community. And because uh keep the kids off the street and uh i have some photos of them painting on the cabinet and you know we're doing our custom games and i was designing a game for daycare center as well so oh yeah i was really involved <laughs> if you have any of those old photos man like definitely oh, yeah. please share we'd love to, to put oh, yeah. them in the piece yeah and let okay. people know okay <laughs> if you have them yeah if, if not no big deal but uh definitely that's that's really awesome so what, what would you say motivates you the most to like be involved with fighting games like what is the biggest motivator to put all this work in all this time all this sweat in uh i i consider myself an entertainer i love entertaining people uh uh whether it's drawing or um it, it started when i was little you know uh, a little uh, when, when i was like like i said when i was uh, in the cellar i was not even i wasn't fed well so i had to go sneak up to the kitchen and eat sugar sometimes <laughs> eat rice and water sometimes and you know not get in trouble you know and, and uh, uh some of my brothers they came home and they come home with a uh, burgers and it was so good i wasn't allowed to eat it so <laughs> their father would say don't you don't feed it feed this kid any burger <laughs> or else you're not gonna eat anymore so i had to entertain them to get their burgers so i'll i'll find a way to uh distract them and get a bite of their burger i created games i do whatever I can to get them entertained, and uh, ever since then, I I do it everywhere. <laughs> wow, that's that's pretty uh, incredible story. Yeah. What would you say to like uh, other people who maybe have like you know really challenging situations, you know, at home or had a rough upbringing, like you like you mentioned, oh, uh, like and you know they struggling with that mm -hmm. as an adult or they're going through different situations. Like, what's your advice to like deal with that and like become? successful um, in developing projects yeah. and products like you have. I'm glad you said this because I was speaking to John, Joe Fury one time when he was fighting against Joe Fury and Combo Breaker. I gave him some sort of, uh, I, 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 had a, I had a talk with him and he took it in by heart. And when he took it in by heart, he beat JDCR, one Combo Breaker, and his heart was clean. So I gave him the same advice uh, I'll give to people, but the one I gave J, uh, Joe Fury is personal. But I'll give it to I'll give the same message to everyone, just in a different way of saying it. You must forgive. You must get rid of your anger. You cannot do anything in life with resentment. Resentment is like a drug. It 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 doesn't go away. And if you don't forgive, and it's not it's not a good motivation. Forgive, and um, and. You must have a peace of mind. Don't look for happiness. Don't look for anything that feels good. Just have a peace of mind. So the only way you can get for, uh, a peace of mind is you must forgive and have a, uh, 
yeah, you just have to forgive. That's my advice. It's my best advice. Yeah, that's powerful, man. Thank you. I think um, the thing that really stuck out to me was the idea that like resentment is like a drug. You know, when I think about that, I guess you would call it emotion of being resentful. It does seem like it's a little bit intoxicating in a way. And many feelings are, you know, positive and negative. But that mm-hmm. one is like one that's like it kind of keeps feeding itself and feeding itself mm-hmm. in a way. You know I- what I mean? I spoke to a lot of professionals and uh, I spoke to a lot of people. One of the biggest problems about American athletes nowadays uh, in anything, uh, especially video games, we're athletes as well, is that they're motivated based on our uh, uh, anger. And you can't go far with that. And a lot of these international players, they're very successful because they don't have anger. And most of the resentment comes from their mothers and their fathers. You have to forgive. And a lot of these champions... Uh, speak to any of them. A lot of these champions, they have a relationship with their mothers and fathers. If you have a relationship with your mother and father, oh man, you're going on your way to become a champion. Just like my friends, uh, well, some of my friends in the Mayweather camp, uh, they have good relationships with their family and with a good relationship, oh man, you're going to become a champion. That's deep. That's deep. And what if someone doesn't have a good relationship with their with their family or parents or they don't know their family or parents? Like, what, 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 what then do you think? If you don't know your uh, mother and your father, or you don't even know your parents, um, you still have to forgive them because they ca- uh, they left you in that sort of confusion, and you mm. cannot if you can't get the answer. That's that's just uh, that, that's just gonna be a problem. But what you can do is have a peace, a peace of mind, by forgiving them, like you know, forgive them for leaving you alone and leaving you confused. And uh, once you do that, you will become perfect again. You will become normal. Mm. Yeah. Right, right, right. How does one go about doing that? What would be the first step if someone's like been resentful their whole life, don't know their family, like what should they do? do you have think? to get you uh this is the truth though. You have to get to know yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to know yourself. You have to understand why you do these things and uh you have to understand what's right about your what you're doing and what's wrong about what you're doing. And eventually you're just gonna find the truth. Get to know yourself is the best thing in the world. Get to know yourself. I got to know myself before I started creating this controller and playing Tekken professionally. Well, I can't say professionally, but take it seriously. So I wanted to get to know myself first because I realized a lot of the Koreans, they knew themselves. And a lot of mm. the Pakistans, they knew themselves. But a lot of the Americans, not all of them, but a lot of them don't really know themselves. And you can't you can't be successful with that kind of mindset in anything you do. It's deep, man. That's really deep. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel the same way. Like, I felt like the um, when I first started playing fighting games that, I looked at it totally wrong. Like when I was really young and I first started like, like, oh, I really want to start playing Tekken more. I really want to start getting into Street Fighter 4 more seriously. Like the way that I looked at the game or the way that I, you know, took gratitude or pleasure from the game was like different than obviously than like, you know, you see the players from like Korea who play or the players that, you know, any pro really, but definitely like, I, I feel like you're right about that, that there's a certain confidence about how the South Koreans approach mm-hmm. Tekken. Mm-hmm. You know, you know uh, what I mean? You know, oh, the uh, energy is totally different. The energy is totally different. We, we like, used, we used to be like that until something took us away and uh, someone took us away and that's your own homework. Find out what took you away. So, no, I spoke to Nee one time. We were at McDonald's and I was talking to him. And uh, I wanted to know his relationship with his mother and his father. Uh, he, I forgot what he said, but he had a really good relationship with his grandpa. And his grandpa was able to give him um, 
the materials that he needed to become the way his mindset works. And yeah. I, you know, I understood and I already knew this. I just want to see if it was true. So I tested myself. Right. So it was true. <laughs> right. I mean, that, that would be a really interesting story to find out like what the relationships are of people mm-hmm. who are great players and their mm-hmm. families and things like that. Like, like shadow. Well, before shadow became a professional, we used to, uh, we, 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 we will do casuals in his own, one of his, uh, hotels. And, uh, I saw Shadow's relationship with his father in juniors. His relationship with his father it was amazing. And I said to his father, you're a good father. You know, I want to be a man like you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, man, that's that's great. I love that. I, I love that that idea. I love that fighting games can, like, be so reflective of how mm-hmm. we approach things. Mm-hmm. And uh, since I've, you know, obviously, you know, matured and had more time to get to know myself, like, I have 10 times more fun with games. You know what I mean? It's like when you first, when you yes, first sir. as an American, when you first realize like, oh, there's people who do this professionally <laughs> yeah. and you start playing, you don't yeah. have fun. You know what I mean? Because you're like, why can't I do this? Mm-hmm. Why can't I do like six electrics back to back? What's mm-hmm. r- what's wrong with me? Like, uh, yeah. you know, but like <laughs> you realize like, bro, like these, mm-hmm. these guys grow up in the arcade. They spend years with it. They talk about it. Like, especially in the, in the States, like there are some places in America that they do not have a fighting game scene or the fighting game scene is very fractured. So it's not like, you know, going to the arcade in Japan, you know what I mean? And you just like after work, just go to the arcade and there's tons of people there playing Virtua Fighter mm-hmm. and uh, fighting EXLA or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, when I went to Japan for the first time, I was blown away by how much arcades were embedded into the city, you know, still. So it's fascinating. You know, smart people are smart for a reason. You know, it's not because they study. It's because they have a peace of mind. It's just the truth. Right. <laughs> you, you know, it's deep. I'm curious what you think about this. When Bruce Lee said the famous quote, he said, empty your mind, be formless, shapeless like water. You know, when you hear that as a kid, I've heard that, you know, all my life because I was a huge <laughs> Bruce Lee fan. And I was thinking like, yeah, that's deep. That's deep. Formless, shapeless, like water. That's deep. That's deep, right? But actually, it's like the realest advice of all time. Really? Well, let me tell you something. Uh, I will comment about that. It's an old saying. It's oh, just in yeah. Br- it's just in Bruce Lee's way of saying. Your father did it. Your mother said it. Your best friend said it. They didn't use a cup. Wrong. They didn't use a cup metaphor. They use a different cup metaphor. So everyone is worth listening to. Hmm. <laughs> Not just Bruce Lee. I take my advice right. from everyone, including including homeless people. Of course, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember back in the day, you know, like I was talking to my dad about that. Like, you know, should should people listen to, you know, homeless people because, you know, they're homeless and you don't want to be in that situation. So should you listen? And my, my dad was like, those people especially you should listen to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I told because them they have so much wisdom and they've lived certain lives that we can't even imagine you know in most cases if you grew up with a family and have a decent home like you can't even imagine that you know what i'm saying and so they have a lot of wisdom and uh, we actually need to like be more supportive to them you know and yeah i I say that my 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 best supportive to them is to tell them the truth if they don't like it either ways they're gonna have to hear it that's the best love right and also what's deep about that is that some some people like do not want to have a home like some, not everybody wants to live in a home in the sense that we call it, you know what I mean? And they should have that choice, right? Like some people want to be homeless. Not, I'm not saying it's like their fault or anything. I'm just saying like some people decide like 
you know, they don't want to live their life in the same way that typical people live their life. They want to do something off the grid. And so there's a lot that you could learn from, you know, alternatives, perspectives and ways of living, why people do the things that they do. You know what I mean? So what's your biggest inspiration right now, man? Like what inspires you most, like in general? Like, are you working on other projects besides oh, yeah. the ProPad? Oh, what yeah. else you got going on? Uh, I got to keep that a secret. It's very cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. It's Is so it cool. gaming related? Hmm. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man, we can't wait. We can't wait. I mean, anytime you have photos, videos, protos, like we're down. Like, man, we need to, Arcade Press needs to get the hand on a prototype, man. Like, we'd love to review it and talk about it and blow that up, man. Yeah, so you yeah. just let us know, man. Uh, I got to send a, a controller to Poke Chop. Uh, he's going to be, uh, I promised him bro. that he'd be the first one that I'm going to give it to before he I give is, it to everybody. <laughs> bro, definitely get it to him because, like, uh, he could definitely do work with it. I think he might, that might be his main weapon. Uh, you know I mean? There's another guy, uh, so Caliber, a six-player uh, Florida man, and he said it's going to be his main, so I got to send it to him too, but poke up first. <laughs> man, roll it out, man, and, <laughs> and, and, and at every step of the way, man, like put your stamp on your perspective. You know what I mean? Like keep like how you patented, like how you yes, designed sir. it, how you're working on the new prototype, like every step of the way, man, put your signature on how you see you know fighting games of the future, like virtual athlete next generation you know what yes, I mean? like like keep pushing that man because yeah. that's like yeah. that's what the game needs like it's yeah. a, it's it's the hardware yeah people need the hardware but they need they need something to move towards you know i'm glad you said that you someone know? said uh, so i said to someone today you know the people building faster cars uh very good uh interior design and all that stuff it's fine but you know i'm the guy who build uh a brand new brand new tires that's gonna last so that's a, that's something really uh, that is gonna blow a lot of the racers' minds. So I I invented a new tire for our, our fighting game community. <laughs> I love that man, and and that's sort of the things is like this. What you're doing right now, you know, virtual athlete next generation, like it's what we need because I really want the fighting game. That's what arcade press is about. I want the fighting game community and global arcade community just to just evolve. You know, so it can reach more people and it can be more about about our culture. And it's not a nerd thing, but it's a life thing and you grow with it. You know what I mean? Like chess. Yeah, I'll tell you something cool. I'll tell you something, buddy. I have some tricks up my sleeves. I'm going to make it grow. I have have some tricks. (laughs) You're going to make a grill? I'm going to make it grow. The fighting community. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I got yeah. some tricks. I got some tricks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll be right there with you, man. Mm-hmm. We're, we're all about it, man. We're all about it. Thank hey, you bro. so much. Yeah, yes, I'd, love, I'd love to have you back on the show, you know, another time. You know, I super appreciate your time, man. I appreciate you. What are you talking about, man? You made it possible. Man, you, you guys are the stuff. You guys are building it. You know, you're building it. Like, I'm just here. I just noticed it. I just saw it. I'll be dead if the bird didn't send the message.